The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, I wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Thursday, February 6th. We are rolling right into the offseason. This is how the NFL works. You think you think there's rest for the weary? There's no rest. It's straight into the combine, February 24th through March 2nd. And then we're right into free agency. This is actually the most hectic time of the year, and who better to talk about it than our pal, great friend of the show, Super friend in waiting. I don't think that's in waiting. In waiting, super super uh, ado- adopted super friend Jason Lockenfora. What do you what do you want? I don't think that works either. I think you're going to have to work on that. I don't think that nomenclature actually describes my relationship with the pod in an accurate manner. I'm just keeping it real. <laughs> do you? Wait, do I'm you, not in waiting because it's like I'm not. I don't want somebody to get deposed or die or something or take a leave of absence so I can step in and be a super friend. Yeah. That's not that's Honor, not what it honor, is. Honorary super friend? That would be maybe more. Okay, yeah. Super fake, or really fake super friend. Super well, friend and super friend in name only. <laughs> well, I mean, here's, I mean, here's the thing: is like I tend to like look at a super friend as like if you are comfortable having like like ending up. See, like you ended up you if you ended up like next to Breach Wilson, me or Sean at dinner, or ended up like out like you like you you came out on the Super Bowl and got beers with us. Like if any yeah. one of us, if any if any one of us were in Baltimore, we'd give you a shout. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Yeah. Like I mean, but maybe the Super sh- Friends is it's like I said, it's the core four. It's right, right. It's it is what it is. Yeah, but okay, you're an honorary Super Friend. You're, you're not a Super Friend either. Now he probably thinks he is. He probably actually wouldn't have the same sort of realistic stance that I have about this. No, he'd be like, I'm not some podcast. He'd be like, there would be no Super Friends without me. I. I invented the podcast. We used to stand on our porches and yell at people's faces when they walked by us back in the day. That was the original podcast. You think podcasting is hard. I did three days of radio in Jacksonville and yelled about Tim Tebow constantly. Yeah. Uh, the uh, reminder that you can subscribe, rate, and review. There will be episodes with Pete Prisker throughout the offseason. Um, it, it is It is like – and then all right, so March 18th, the new year, new league year begins. Um we have the draft, of course, coming up in April, April 23rd out in Vegas. And then the owners meetings are March 29th. I mean, these are, these are all the major tent pole events. That's just how, this is just how the modern NFL, NFL year works is you're, you, you're like, you get 24 hours to take a breath after the Super Bowl. And for, at least for us, I mean, I think yeah. for, for fans, you can kind of, 
take a step back, but like, you know, we're, you're doing, this is a time when you're, if you're an NFL writer and you've spent the entire year breaking down NFL games, like, I mean, you're starting to, like, I know you talked about it. You went through and looked at contracts for every important player on every single NFL roster. You know, you're Yeah, and to, then you know what I did? And then I left that notebook oh, no. in the press box at the Super Bowl. Oh, no. Yeah, that was. So, uh, so you did that work, you did that work at the Super Bowl and then left it there. Well, I started, I mean, I started, uh, like, probably two weeks ago and started, you know, just spending, you know, about an, I mean, depending on the team, some, some teams you got through in like a half hour. Some teams it was longer and, yeah, like jackass, I used the oh. back, that other side of that notebook to take notes for my Super Bowl column, and then um, somehow managed to leave it on the desk. Oh, you know, oh, yeah. Anyhow. You know, you know, you know whose fault it is. It's, uh, uh, it's not, I it's, do, but I'm not going to say. Prisco's uh, fault. I know who I, I know. I, I know who I, I know who. Like in my projected rage, I know who I blame, but it, it wouldn't make any sense to, to uh. <laughs> listeners. Um, and it's not really rational, but it, to me, it kind of is. Oh, well, um, I, I'm not sure who you're blaming. I, I would gonna... say, I would say it's related to other circumstances that affected my mindset on that night. Mm. So I'll, I'll leave I, it at that. I was going to put the blame on. So like <laughs> I always, I, I was joking with Jonathan Jones as we were leaving, as I was leaving the press box and I was sure that I forgot something too. Like JJ had gone down to get quotes. You and I were writing, um, more on like on, on a quicker deadline and additionally yeah. like they broadcast a lot of these press conferences in the press box so you can right. you know, with, with the when the a-holes who are deciding to yap it up after the game oh there's plenty of those yeah it's like hey man like it was a to... convention for every miami area writer it was amazing and i think oh, they felt yeah. like they were the only people like i think they thought it was a dolphins home game yeah. you know where they're you know where nobody cared and there was you know whatever yeah, but like we were, we were trying to get quotes off of, like I was pulling quotes yeah. off the TV and like off yes. the broadcast. So you could like, and, and they were, and they were coming in perfectly for the, for my column. That's actually very nice. Um, and, but JJ, when he got back, I was like, Hey man, uh, I tried to like, so the quote, the people who hand out quote sheets at the Super Bowl start coming through every like three minutes and they just drop a quote sheet on, on your place. And it's really handy and it's great. And you can get, you know, occasionally some good quotes from it but uh if you leave for 20 minutes you come back and there is a, a pile of stuff a, yeah. a pile yeah like like a, a a small forest laying on top of your on top of your your laptop like if i were jj and i like you can't see his laptop yeah no and i now remember like I, I moved the that's exactly what happened to me is i moved that notebook to the side and then it got bumped they started drop on to, to the chair that prisco did inhabit and they started just dive bombing stuff on there yep and like a complete idiot, I, I forgot to put it in the bag. No, I almost forgot. I almost forgot my AirPods. I almost forgot like my charger. I mean, just because it was like covered in crap, so it yeah. happens. That's all right. But you, you, I bet you have a. Uh, you've got a beautiful mind. You can you can sort of channel mm. the things yeah. that you've written down. No, nah, no, nah, that's why you wrote it down. Um, yeah. What are your biggest storylines for the 2020 offseason? It could just be the quarterback. It's the court. Yeah, I mean, it's that's it's. The quarterbacks and then the, you know, the labor situation and, mm. and, uh, which, well, you know, are, I guess, in some ways tied together. But yeah, I mean, we, we, we've been, you know, I think I first wrote about this in October and November, just looking ahead and saying, my goodness, you're going to have Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Philip Rivers, um, James Winston, Marcus Mariota, Andy Dalton, Cam Newton, <laughs> you know, Derek Carr, um, all at least having some degree of uncertainty about where they're going to be next year. Yeah, a, a, a um, 
slight difference. So like, you know, in the 2000, before the 2007, in the 2017 off season, like the top NFL quarterback available in free agency was Mike Clinton, uh, my yeah. pal, who, um, who made good for him. He made a bunch of money. Uh, happy for him. But like, if he were a free agent this offseason, he is a free agent this offseason because he's outside of the Raiders. Um, slightly smaller market, I think, uh, this time around because of all the moving pieces. Like how, um, how many of these guys, where are you, where are you at after being at the Super Bowl for a week? And I, like, people sort of need to understand that information gathering at the Super Bowl is, is viable, but not as viable as it is at the combine. Like the combine yeah. is everybody's in Indianapolis. Everybody's milling around and rubbing shoulders and meeting. Hello, Copper. Copper, welcome for everybody. Um, and, and, uh, sorry. No, you're fine. And that, like, all the information that you, that, like, that, like, it's an information, like, an information gathering. Yes. So, is it even worth handicapping where these, where these quarterbacks might go right now, or do we need to wait till the combine? I mean, we can. Always speculate. Okay. Um, Where are you at with I mean, Tom Brady? Again, they they themselves don't know, and you're right; they haven't really been able to. Um, I mean, look, whatever you want to call it, tamper, um, sniff around, investigate. Uh, they haven't, you know. They, they, right now, everybody's just trying to catch their breath, you know. And and so you got teams certainly having internal discussions, um, no doubt about that. And you've got players talking to their agents and coming up with their own plans and their own wish list and how do we hope this plays out. And if these are the teams we think are going to be in it, what's our priority? Who would we want to visit? Do we even want to take any visits? You know, do we just want to hold a quick auction at the combine and come out of it with some rough parameters and then go to those teams, you know, as soon as the market, as soon as the, the, once the legal tampering window opens up and say, you know, here's our number. Do we shop offers? I mean, you know, that stuff you're getting together, um, but the actual nitty gritty isn't going to happen for a while. But no, I mean, you know, we look. Drew Brees, it's New Orleans or retire. Um, how you much? Know, how, how, how for Brees? How much would a uh, how much would a would broadcast interest alter Brees's mindset? Do you think? Well, look, you, you'd want to you want to know that. I mean, if you can get. I mean, uh, X million, right, to to do that for X number of years. I mean, and you're working, you know, to, you're watching film and stuff at home, but, you're, you know, you're traveling to a production meeting on a, you know, you're flying out on a Friday or Saturday morning and you're back by Sunday night. And, you you, you know, and, and that comes out to X percentage of what you're doing now when you have to give basically your entire mind, body, and soul over to football for six months, you know, or whatever from, from, you know, at least the, you know, like the end of July through, if you're lucky, the Super Bowl, then yeah, you're weighing those costs and benefit and, and, you know, you're doing a cost benefit analysis and absolutely. So yeah, it matters. Um, you know, on a lesser scale, it, it matters for Greg Olson. Um, the money's not going to be the same. Um, but you know, and also I think for these guys too, it's, I don't want to. I don't want to get myself into a, a jackpot here, but like, <laughs> there's some situations going on now with some broadcasters, yes, who, who might really be crushing it. At, like, who who might be crushing it to the extent that they're they're making more than a lot of people make in the NFL. Mm. And so, 
You know, we always talk about what should a, you know when a kid's thinking about staying in school. Well, the sooner you come out, if you're a really good player, the sooner you start the clock for your second contract. I think some of these players who want to become analysts are thinking the same thing. You know, no one knows exactly who you are the first contract. But if you crush it, now you get that second con- – you know what I mean? Now you started it, you've proven who you are. Three years later, you, you know, you, you might be able to take an exponential leap in your earnings. So what you're saying is um, that hypothetical – like, yeah, let's, I, I, I know what you're saying. is basically, You know what I'm saying without saying it, right? That is correct. In other words, if Drew Brees were to come out and um, were to surprise everybody by being a broadcasting savant um, – Yeah. Predicting plays and whatnot – and then three years from now, he would be coveted by multiple networks and therefore be able to basically name his price, uh, regardless of where he ended up going. Uh, then if stuff you know, like that happened, you'd yeah. want to start it now rather than wait, right? Yeah. And plus, I think like if you're Drew Brees and you're on the fence about whether to go back or whether to go into the media, and so you're going to be sold in maybe hypothetically the same way another other talent could have been sold, uh, the best possible scenario for you to come out and start right away. So maybe, you know, yeah. maybe, I mean, like, again, totally hypothetical. But, like, maybe Fox is like, hey, look, we think you and Kevin Burkhart would be a killer team. We're going to pair you guys together. Uh, you know, he's going to train with you this offseason. He's going to get you ready. And then we'll see how you do. And if you do really well, you know, all of a sudden you got a, you got big cash down the road. Pockets are straight. Yeah. Yeah, hypothetically. All hypothetically. Again, just, yeah. Uh, what about Tom Brady? Tom Brady has you know, announced in his little Hulu ad that he's definitely coming back, even though we already knew he was coming back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, good good for you for ruining our Friday nights. I'm trying to ruin our Friday Didn't nights. Didn't ruin mine, man. It, it had me on the phone for, what was, how long was that conversation? Maybe that was, 15 minutes? I don't know how much of that curtain you could pull back, but that was like a, that was a pretty incredible scene. You, you, yeah. you. You got on the phone. No, and... but it doesn't even. That's that's enough. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. You were just trying to confer whether or not it meant anything. And right. It didn't yeah, right. mean anything. <laughs> it didn't clearly, mean anything. Clearly didn't mean anything. It turns out it was just a Hulu ad. Uh, do you think? <laughs> do you, where do you think Tom Brady and the Patriots stand at this point in time? Um, you know, I'll just go. I wrote a column yesterday, just kind of like once. Well, I shouldn't say yesterday. <laughs> we were in the podcast ether. This. This week, uh, there is, we are in a different time place dynamic. We're like in the twilight zone. I wrote a column for CBSSports.com on Tuesday, just saying, "Hey, kind of like you, what you said to start of this program." There, you know, hey, believe it or not, Andy Reid just finished his cheeseburger, and Patrick Mahomes might still be in Disney, but the NFL waiver period has started. Dudes are taking free agent visits. Guys are getting cap casualties. It's it's on us. The off season's here. So I have like one piece of advice or one first order of business for all 32 teams. And my advice to the Patriots was, first, you know, I did it in alphabetical order. And my advice to the Chargers was like, hey, if you want this Brady thing to happen, and it could happen, you need to have all your planning done as soon as possible. You need to go to the combine prepared to roll out the red carpet for him like your organization, frankly, has never rolled out the the red carpet for anybody. And that's, you know, going back. I mean, I was, when the Colts left, I was a Chargers fan in the early eighties. Like, you know, I'm, we're talking, I'm, this isn't a Spanish thing. I'm talking about that franchise, you know, I, I had never really been known for one to like blow people away. I'm like, you, you need to be ready to wine him, dine him, try to get LeBron involved. You know what I mean? You need to make a recruiting pitch unlike any other and have a cogent plan for how you're going to build, you know, quickly, 
build this team around him. And I'm like, if you do it the right way, you have a chance. And then now we're going, you know, whatever. It's the Raiders are next, you know what I mean? And then it's like Las Vegas, you know, and because, yeah, the Raiders are no longer 0 for Oakland and now Las Vegas. So anyway, I get down to New England, and I'm like, read everything I said about the Chargers and apply it to yourselves. You need to treat Tom Brady like you've got a chance to woo the greatest quarterback of all time and pretend he's never played for you at all. You need to take that same approach because now he is on the open market. He is not your property anymore. And you need to come at it with that same mindset and be willing to attack it the same way some of these outside teams will will attack it because they know this is their one and only chance and they don't have any inside cachet. They haven't built up any cachet with him and they don't have any inside relationships. You know, and I'm like, if you take it as less than that, then you may lose out. So, I mean, I think that's that's where it's at. He's he's ready to be recruited. He's ready to be wooed and wowed. And there's not that many places he would go, but it is possible he's not back in Foxborough. So he's like he's basically the hottest single dad on ten ever to hit tender. That's what you're telling me. Maybe we should do that. that. We should... Single dads crushing on. T- I, I'm dude. I'm so I have so no idea. Okay, so is that as single as like single dad like a hot commodity on Tinder? I don't know. If think, that's true, then yes. Yeah, I mean, I think like I, I'm not. I thought Tinder was more for like the kids. Yeah, yeah. well, maybe Tinder Bumble is a better example. Devo, give it. What's a, what's a good dating app, Devo? That for for uh, newly like newly single. Uh, maybe dad it's Tinder. Types. I have no idea. I'm not. I'm not. I just. I'm not sure. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know all the connotations. Devo, where would a newly single Mid thirties, late thirties, uh, dad type go on to get, uh, to meet, uh, ladies. I, I can't speak real closely to that, but Bumble or Hinge might be better than Tinder. JLC's okay. right. Say yeah. what? Hinge is the name of a, a Hinge? Hinge, yeah. No, that is honestly the first I've ever heard. I am, dude, I, I, right. I, I think, I think in terms of like technology and apps and like, Viewing stuff, I truly think I'm more of a dinosaur than Prisco. I think. Uh, well, so right, let me let me put it this way: I've Is never it... watched a show on Netflix, Hulu, what? Amazon. Um, what's the other one? Every that everybody says has great shows. Fubu. You've never yeah, watched. You've never. never watched, you've never watched a Netflix show. Never. Do you have Netflix? I think Chloe has it on her tablet or something. Somebody has some Netflix, or it's on maybe the TV that has the PS4 in the basement. I think. I don't know. I'm pretty have you, sure. Have you played PS4 before? Oh yeah, yeah. I play with the kids. Oh, so you play? Okay, that's okay. That's advanced enough. You play video games, but you never played. You never. But like, well, I don't play. Like Rocco plays Madden, and I call the plays. Oh, you just say like do this, and he, and he. Okay. Yeah, I'm like okay, let's go into this formation. Let's scroll. Okay, let's look at you know, let's look at whatever. We're gonna play some Cover Three here. Interesting. We run a mean counter game. I can tell you that. I I would um, not. Okay, hold on. Just to go back to the, the the Tinder thing. I guess my point is like, so to, like if if you're a if you're a single like dad with a with a good job and like a nice paycheck and um you know like you're gonna you're gonna treat the you're gonna treat the ladies nice, uh, like that's like you're gonna be a coveted commodity on the market. Is is my point? Well, you you look. I mean, it's Tom bleeping Brady. Like, uh, right? Come exactly. come correct. Well, you know, right. he knows he knows how good he is. He still thinks he has something to offer for a couple more years. If you think so too, then yes, you need you need to treat this as a unique opportunity to get an audience with one of the best who's ever done it, and tell him um, make the case for why he should um, take his final 
bite at the apple from your garden. Um, well, so let me ask you this about the Patriots, because I was on 98.5, the sports hub with Toucher and Rich on Tuesday morning. And we sort of talking through nice like plug. Uh, it's my boys. I like them. Um, okay. But they're a good show. Uh, and um, we were talking about like, you what, know, I don't, uh, you're not a fan, are you, Copper? I didn't think so. Copper hates oh. Yeah. Fred, oh. yeah. Hey, easy. No. Well, we were sort of talking about like what, what the Patriots can do to sell. We sort of talked ourselves through it. It was like, like maybe they can go out and get Damian, Danny Amendola and Emmanuel Sanders and Greg Olson. It's like, man, this, that's really old. Like what could the, yeah, what, I don't know. He wants speed. That's not what he wants, dude. He wants guys who can win. Like he doesn't want, he doesn't want well, like cocoon. You know what I mean? That's what I said. I said, it's like cocoon three. Yeah. Like, no, Wilford Brimley and, yeah, and Prisco and me. Stop! I know you're confused, but we'll go when I'm done. Well, well, uh, so I think, you know, he wants Twitch. He wants, you know, and I don't know, is that a thing? I don't mean Twitch an app, or if that is an app. I mean, like, Twitchy app, guys. <laughs> he wants He wants speed. He wants... He well, won't grunt from three years ago, you know. Well, like I, I mean, like but, you, like no, man. We're trying to win right now, and I'm not going to be able to throw. I can't throw Philip Dorsett into becoming, you know, AJ Brown. You know, like no, you got to go get AJ Brown. Like when we're taking receivers, like you know, yeah, you took the move, the chains guy. You know what I mean? We could have had the dude who was in the Super Bowl. Yeah, Hardman. You know, it's like let's. Or Miko Hardman you know, or Debo Samuel. Come on, Bill. You know what I mean? Like, give me some, give me something here, man. You know, I get that you're a defensive-minded guy. I get that's how you're wide. I get that in your heart you don't really, you know, you're not, you don't really care for skill players. But I can't carry it now. Like, let's help me help you. Well, where does where does the twitch come from though? Like in the like. All right, let's just draft C.D. Lamb, and that that'll be enough. Like, I mean, can they trade for Odell Beckham? I mean, what? Like, uh, I don't with their cap situation. I, I I don't I don't I don't know, man. I don't I don't know. I mean, it's it, if that's truly what he wants, I have a hard time believing that he like that New England. I have a hard time believing. Well, I'm just saying that that it's not it's not a, it's. I mean, bringing back Amendola and that stuff. It's not it's not like he doesn't have enough. <laughs> It's not like he doesn't have enough kids to sit with at lunch. You know what I mean? Like, what are you talking about? Like, he can see Danny Amendola six months out of the year. This dude wants to get one more ring. I, I get it. But, again, like, they have – like, Joe Tooney's going to be a free agent. They, I mean, they, 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 I just don't understand. When Robert look, Kraft has money. I mean, like, you, you can – you, like, figure it out. I just don't know where the free agent like, – are there are like, I don't think they're out there. Like, I they don't make think the, trades. I mean – Jimmy Watkins? I mean, if he if he now has hands, I think Brashad Perryman would be an interesting person for them to mess around with. Um, you know, I I think Robbie. Yeah, with Watkins is cut, it might make sense. This is a loaded wide receiver draft. I mean, yeah, there's you know there's ways to start to address it. All right, um, all right. This this is going to be fascinating. That to me is the if. if if the, I, see, I have a hard time understanding how the Patriots are going to get him what he wants, if that's truly what he wants. Uh, but we will have lots of time to cover Tom Brady. Let's take a quick break, and we come back. We'll talk about the labor issues and, as well, and the Cowboys, what they will do uh, moving forward. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. 
Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, the Dallas Cowboys have quite a situation on their hands as well. Um, the good news is, unless a new CBA is knocked out uh, before the, uh, the the new, new league year starts, and I guess it's possible that happens, they can use the franchise tag and transition tag on Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper. My question would be, why haven't the Cowboys just given Dak Prescott what he wants financially? Because I get the sense having spent like a little bit of time around Dak uh, and then listening to his um, listening to what he says publicly, like if they just kind of hit a certain number, he'll, he's going to stay in Dallas. But they don't, I mean, like it just feels like they're unnecessarily like, uh, like negotiating with him. here. I feel like if they give him, get him to 35 and he's going to take it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if he, I mean, how could he not? I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, 30 probably gets it done. That's a massive jump. I mean, how he, could you not? How could you, I mean? I, I I'm surprised you said no to things around thirty. Um, but by doing so and having the season he had, he probably has made himself another four to six million dollars a year. Um, if you're Dak Prescott, you are in like. What what is your motivation? I told him he should Kirk Cousins it and just. I wouldn't it. listen to anything right now. Yeah. Let them tag me, and I'm not talking to you until Mahomes gets his deal. I agree. I mean, so that's why people well, – why isn't it happening? So, like, if, what would Jerry have to throw – like, if Jerry wants to throw 40 at him, sure. But even 35, I mean, what's the difference? I'm not putting my body at risk until September. Like, I won. Now I'm going to find out by how much I won. And let this Mahomes thing just happen? Let You know, let's see. Let it go, man. I don't have to talk. I mean, you got you got till July fifteenth to work something out with me. Maybe we do. Maybe we don't. You know. I mean, that's that's the message I'd be sending. So there's people out there who will say all this offseason, uh, depending on when Mahomes signs, um, that that's like you know Mahomes is a different cat. You can't just give Dak Prescott and Brady Quinn and Jonathan Jones said it yesterday. It's like you know you might have to give him like Dak Prescott might have to take less than Mahomes. I'm not sure that's how it works though. He's a, he's well, Mahomes a, is only after year three, and Dak Prescott is a free agent. Yeah, ex- exactly. Like different. He has he has three years of tags, which basically amount to a very quick math here. Uh, what, well, at that like, point, we're into another CBA, and he, I don't even know if it's going to be computed exactly the same. You know what I mean? Right, like right. I, it's hard. It's hard. I wouldn't. I mean, it's impossible to project that. I mean, like, you could you could make a projection based off the way the cap has been raising now, but that cap's also going to at some point start jackknifing even higher um, in the new CBA. So, you, well, because remember in the old CBA, in the, in the current CBA we're in, 
and I mentioned this yesterday, the people, people sort of forget that the cap was fairly stagnant the first five years of the, just yeah. the way that the way that the CBA was laid out in terms of how they distributed the cash. It was fairly stagnant for five years and then it just spiked 10 million a year minimum for, yeah. the, for the last five years. Do you, how do you, I mean, I, I know this is a, sort of a, not a loaded question, but it's like an impossible to answer question. Do you anticipate that they will try and make it a little more streamlined as a, like an exponential growth type of thing where they want to try and flatten it out to start uh, to minimize free agency. I mean, I, I, yeah, I have no, I gotta be honest. I don't know. Sure. I don't either. Nobody. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the NFL, I mean, if you're, if you're selling them on a 17 game season based on consistent growth, I don't, uh, I I think the idea of a flat cap for a couple of years um, would be a problem. Yeah, sure. And, um, we're talking about gambling revenue coming in. We're talking At about at some point, yeah, right. Like, but you're, they're renegotiating the broadcast deals after. Yep. So, like, it's yep. going to be it's going to be hard to it's going to be hard to justify. Hey, the cap's not going to move up for the first three years. Like, if you're Dak Prescott playing next year for what is the non-exclusive franchise tag? Twenty-seven, twenty-eight. I mean, the exclusive. I'm sorry, the exclusive. Oh, the exclusive. Is like thirty. Thirty. Yeah, thirty point five or something. Yeah, thirty point five. We don't know you play that next year and let the new CBA kick in and dare them to tag you twice. I mean, he, he'll be all right. That's what I would. I mean, do. the bottom line is this guy was making like he made five million in four years, right? Yeah. And like even remember when Russell was after year like when they were talking to Russell after year three and they eventually got it done. Like he didn't get quite what he could have because because he was coming off of, he was making like 1.5 or something the year before. You know yep. what I mean? Like yep. they don't like to take you from one five to 30. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, especially when you can't negotiate with anybody else. So that's past that point of, of no return, but that helps explain why we got here because he wasn't willing to take, you know, X percent less 15 to 20, probably than the top quarterbacks in the league were making. And he figured we got a lot of pieces here. We're going to air it out, and, you know, I got this new OC. And they did. I mean, it was mostly a lot of hollow yards, and, you know, like, you didn't really need the points. And, like, oh, man, <laughs> you, you have a hard time convincing me Dak's a top-10 quarterback, I'm just saying. I mean, or certainly top eight, maybe top ten. Well, but I'll tell He's you, got I'll... Jerry now. He's got Jerry hung up completely. So, like, anybody who's sweating it now, forget it. Like, I, I, I think it would be malpractice to even listen to Jerry right now. Like, Jerry – if it's if it's you know whatever if if it's 120 million fully guaranteed and it's like 37 a year, call me. If it's anything less than that, uh, let's see where the market is July 15th. Just put that tag on us. We can we he's not going to starve this year, and then we'll see where it goes. I would almost I would almost rather. I mean, if I I know it sounds easy in my position, but like in your position too. But and, and I think it's hard for Dak because. He wants to be a cowboy. He wants to get paid like he's a top ten quarterback, and I get it. But the move should be to pl- get tagged, play out the tag, see what the new CBA does, yeah. and then and then like maybe they even say you can only tag quarterbacks once. Well, that's and all the thing, sudden, exactly. You don't yeah. know what's grandfathered in and grandfathered out. I know the NFLPA is pretty adamant about having language. They know they're not going to destroy the franchise tag, but they're pretty adamant about having language that says you can only be tagged once in your career. I mean, if they get that, then all of a sudden Dak would enter the new CBA as a completely unrestricted yeah. free agent. Yeah. Like, I always think that won't happen if Dak doesn't sign a new contract because Jerry Jones will, like, insist on it. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I mean, that's I, again, you can live on thirty million. If God forbid something happened to you, I know thirty's not a hundred. It's a, that's the other. Well, look at all what all the guarantees could be. Copper stop. You need, to, also, you need to do here. I'm gonna let you outside. He's also squatting on a bunch of endorsement money too. Like, I mean, I you know we talked to him for a Dan and Oikos thing. You know, he's he's got um. Yeah, Pizza Hut too. He's got all kinds of stuff. I mean, he's got chunky, right? You don't see that many chunky yeah. commercials anymore. He's got the one with him and his brothers and stuff. Yeah. He said he was doing. I, when I was talking to him, he said he had three straight days of Radio Row interviews, each for a different company. Like he's he's not he's not he's he not. He does sleep number. He does sleep number. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's, he's a Dallas. He's the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, and he's really good. Again, yeah. I don't think he's great. I think he's very good. Wait. There's but, a report out here from Fox Business that says he earned fifty million dollars from endorsements. I mean, it's probably not out of the realm of possibility. I mean, what are you, what are you, what are you worried about then? Like, I would, I'm absolutely trying to break the bank on my contract because yeah, I tag me, just tag me. I'm fine. I'll play it out. And if you tag him and he has a monster year in McCarthy system, yeah, he's got Campbell's Chunky, Seven Eleven, New Era Cap, Sleep Number Beds, Pepsi, Citibank, and Oikos. Like, dude, you're doing fine. If you take it, if you get tagged and you play out the year and you have an MV, like, God forbid you have an MVP season, which is not out of the realm of the possibility in a Mike McCarthy offense that's going to be better than a Jason Garrett offense with those weapons around him. Um, and you go and, and then like, let's say the Cowboys are better coached and they, and they win a bunch of games. And they go win a freaking Super Bowl. If that happens, you're absolutely topping whatever Mahomes gets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he's doing his year three and you're doing yours, able to negotiate with 32 teams. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I, it's all timing. It's who, when you leapfrog whom. Joe Flacco, for a period of time, was the highest paid player in the history of the NFL. <laughs> wasn't because he's the best player in the history of the NFL. He wasn't even one of the three best team, best players on his own team at that very moment. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say that. Well, I mean. He was. Ray Lewis. He was in the top. Yeah, well, that was a, that was an aging Ray. Yeah, so, no, he was. He was one of the top three. Well, all right, so what are the Cowboys going to do with Amari Cooper? Do you think they try and bring him back, transition tag uh, yeah, him? They want, yeah, they want to bring him back. I mean, I think the transition would probably make sense. I don't know how happy he would be about that. And, you know, if I really covet Amari Cooper, then I, I look at that transition tag and say, well, you know, let's see what we can do here. Um, You know, if I'm on another team, but – the one nobody talks about, I think, is the most important. Not, I mean, obviously, Dak's the most important one. But that defense yeah. has major issues with Byron Jones being one of the best corners in the game. Like, take him off that team and let's see what it looks like. Good point. And I don't see him back there. I don't, I don't see that one. Mm. I think they find a way to keep Amari around, maybe because of the quirks of the CBA. But uh, good luck finding another Byron Jones. You know, in this year's draft. I mean, that's the thing. You should. You'd almost when you look at this draft, you're almost better off transition tagging Byron Jones, trying to negotiate with Amari. Yeah, and then that's what I would do. If you can't sign Amari, then you. But Byron. But again, now you've. But I mean, I think if you transition Byron, he he's like I'm. I'm never signing a long term deal with you guys. But maybe you do what you have to do. Try to squat on him for one more year. You know, and, and try to, you know, they always think they're winning every year. So certainly Jerry's mentality is, of course, we're going to win in 2020. Um, but I, I think, I mean, there's not much, this is not a great cornerback free agent class. Right. 
Well, even much better at safety than corner. So you, you lose a Byron Jones, and you've got all these other needs on defense, too, that you probably need to address via the draft. I mean, now you lose your best corner, and you already don't have great pass rush. You know what I mean? Like, And Quinn, like, do you bring him back? And if so, what are you really getting? And Demarcus Lawrence hasn't been quite the same guy the last couple of years. You know, you got front seven issues. I mean, Van Der Esch felt like he barely played last year. You know, Sean Lee can't play forever. They got, they got a lot of – a defense stunk. I mean, everybody's look, – I mean, look at how many yards they, they put up on offense and it didn't matter. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, playing it, in the worst division in football, historically bad division. All right, so you mentioned the, the CBA – the quirks of the CBA – you can transition tag and franchise tag somebody this year because it's the final year of the CBA. Uh, what other sort of stuff should we be on the lookout for in terms of um, that might be like popping up this off season as it relates to the CBA? Well, and first or, is yeah, – I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, well, I mean, you know, what, when does this vote take place? And is D. Smith um, confident that he's got the votes he needs to get this proposal to pass? Because if they take a vote – and if it doesn't pass, and then Eric Winston, you know, his time expires as the president of the PA, and then the players are distracted and they're voting on a new president, and let's say the new president comes in and he has a complete and utter aversion to the 17-game schedule. I mean, I was at the NFLPA press conference, and you could kind of – I mean, you could see from the, the group of the executive committee who were up there, you know, which ones were cool with the 17-game proposal. And, and you know, some were like Russell Okuma were, you know, quick to tell you how much they think it's it's – should be a non-starter. So you, you could have some division within the, the, the ranks of the agent community, the player community, the player rep community, and then that could take the process in a completely different direction. Mm. Do you, what's your gut sense that about a deal getting done? Um, I mean, I think I ha- if a deal gets done, it, 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 it better get done in the next, by the end of the combine. Wow. Is that? Do you think that's possible? Yeah, that would throw a major wrench in like the Cowboys' plans and the Titans' plans. That they bang well, out of I deal. think, but I, they, I think they would structure it in that we still operate under the. You know what I mean? If it happens that late, I, I think we would. They'd, they'd still operate this year under those rules. All right, so you, so and then speak- the new CBA would start in 2021, and we'd still probably operate under these. Or, or maybe not. I mean, I don't know. Everything's negotiable, but right. But I mean, but like. At that point, I mean, I mean, the goal there is just to avoid any like talk of labor strife heading into the 2020 season. Cause once you, th- I mean, you know, just like it is for us trying to do stuff outside of football. Like once the season gets going, it's hard to actually work through the negotiation. You need to get it done in the off season, right? Oh, well, yeah, because you can't, I mean, you can't get the player reps together, like, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Right. So to I me, mean, like, if, if a deal, if a new CBA is going to happen, it has to happen in the off season. I, I guess is my point. Like, I don't think I don't know if people necessarily understand that. That it, like, you can't just, well, like, all right, it's September. Like, you know, we we got a you know labor deals up in the off season. Like, I mean, like, with modern technology, I guess you could do com. You know what I mean? You could do video sure. conferencing and stuff. But like, the push is on. I mean, this the look. They started negotiating privately all the way back in last year's combine. I mean, I was reporting it then. And they wouldn't couch it as negotiating. They were negotiating. And they were making a lot of headway, and they were already kind of not writing it down, but whispering in each other's ear, we'll give you this for that, and we're willing to bend on 
the pot policy. And we're really willing to bet on commissioners' uh, rules, you know, rulings over um, off-field, you know, over Deflategate and Spygate type stuff. We're willing to cave on that. You know, we're willing to give you free agency, uh, make it easier to acquire, you know, your uh, – make it easier for you to vest in pensions and, you know what I mean, all the, the you know, uh, post-career HR kind of stuff, and we're willing to expand roster sizes, and we're willing to expand the practice squad. We're going to create more jobs, and you know what I mean? So this has been going on for, you know, literally a year, but it was smart that they started as early as they did because it's always an arduous process. Normally, they would be starting the negotiations around now if we were lucky. Here, we're at a point where the owners already are completely behind what's on the table, and we're going to find out if, if the players are. Um, and and if the players are and they vote it in, then then it's then you know then the business of the NFL is about to boom like it never has before. Hmm. What about uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars playing two games in London back to back? Certainly looks like a trial run to me. Hmm. Pete Prisco would claim that it was all about building up downtown Jacksonville. Okay. <laughs> he would know much more about downtown Jacksonville than I would. That's what I said. But, uh, I mean, this has been trending in a certain direction for a long, long time. And, Is there? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I, I would just say, uh, Shad Khan talked to their website after the season and basically said, no one wants to stay in Jacksonville. None of my rich friends stay in town after games because there's no five-star hotels. And this is not what I expected it to be. And this is on the heels of him trying to buy, you know, buying Wembley Stadium and then backing out. This is on the heels of him already playing a game in London every year and owning Fulham Football Club. And this is, uh, this is with him um, – I just watching my words carefully here because pe- people freak out and they try to twist what you said and what you didn't say or what you conveyed. Or you're you you're say. very popular in Jacksonville. Yeah, which I, I mean, I don't, and I don't, I'm not looking to be popular. I don't care about that one way or the other. It's just there I, I, has been a strong sentiment all around the league for a long time that London is there for – like Shad will get first crack at London. I mean, he's the only guy able to sell his marketing rights and stuff individually in London now. Um, he almost bought Wembley Stadium. You know what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> would, like he's not he's not there to promote international rugby. You know what I mean? And get all fired up when England plays Azerbaijan in a friendly. You know, he's not there to prop up the FA, the Football Association of you know, of of England. And by football, I'm talking soccer. Like, right. let's come on now. So I, I mean, I just found it bizarre that. Like they were like, the timing of these two games fits perfectly with the construction that was going on in downtown Jacksonville to make it. It's like, what what sort of construction are you knocking out in three weeks? Like, are you re, like? It, it was just weird to you. It, it, it was a it was a flimsy excuse in my opinion because it's it's and maybe maybe they do need to do some stuff down there around the stadium, but like. But you wait. You're telling me that the um, there would have been such gridlock on Sunday morning in Jacksonville that. This I just is, this is this is relieved the pressure valve because 
Uh, there were going to be no roads in or out. You, you wouldn't be able to get to down. You wouldn't be able to get to that stadium on a Sunday. Like fifty thousand people couldn't have got there. Well, also, you couldn't just do it like in the off season. I mean, you know what I mean? Like it's a weird, it's a weird thing to be like. We knew Dude, look, really- this is clearly trending in a direction. Will it ever get to the culmination of, uh, you know, them moving there? It might, it might not. But all everything is going in a certain direction, and there is. Unless you're gaslighting yourself, you see the direction it's going in. And if two is successful, then I get, guess what? Then it goes to, okay, we'll do a two-game trip there in, like, September or October, and then maybe a two-game trip there, like, in November or December. And so you do four and four. And then, and then so now and, – and, and they're going to be – if the 17-game proposal goes through, there's going to be a neutral site or international game every week. And you're going to be able to get what's called a, a London – They'll call it the London season ticket. And you will be guaranteed eight games between those three stadiums. You'll be able to buy it like, like a Packers fan. Like any, you know what I mean? Like anybody. You won't get the two preseason. But nobody gets two preseason anymore because it'll be down to one. In this, you know, because you'll be playing less preseason games anyway. So a, a fan in London, an NFL fan, could buy the, the London ticket. And the first year, two of the eight will be Jags games. Right. right? But by the third year, four of the eight might be Jags games. And then at some point, or eight of the eight Jags games, I don't know, but it's trending in a certain direction. Is it? And um, all of these are sort of experimental try runs, dry runs. There's a reason they started put, pushing, pushing all these games together. It was to duplicate an NFL season. Could we get the grounds crew to turn the stadiums around fast enough? Do we have the right people? Do we have the right vendors? Can they get it turned around? Can we coordinate with the FA and these individual soccer clubs so that we're not overlapping with their games? I mean, this isn't me making it up. This came from Mark Wall. I mean, I remember having this conversation with Mark Waller, who at the time was the head of NFL International. I think now he's technically just the head of NFL UK, like five years ago. You know what I mean? And him saying, like, well, yeah, these are the things we're going to try to do, and if we keep checking these boxes, then here's how we head towards a franchise there. This isn't me making it up. And they're doing it all. And if it keeps working, and if at some point they think, well, Jacksonville's never going to be more than our 30th best revenue generator at best, and maybe I'm being kind, especially with with Oakland turning to Vegas. I mean, you're talking Buffalo, I mean, it's, it's got to be Buffalo and Jacksonville, probably the two lowest revenue. So if we, they're never going to be more than 31. And we could turn it into certainly a top five revenue generator and maybe top one, depending on how the pound's doing at any given time. And follow the money. It's the NFL. Then it's not it's, – this isn't even me. Like, you can shoot the messenger all you want. I, dude, I sat and cried as a kid as Mayflower Vans – in the middle of a March snowstorm, literally moved the Baltimore Colts to Indianapolis. Like, I'm just telling you, I've seen it firsthand. I, I, I can smell – I know what I'm smelling, and I can smell it from a mile away. Like, it's not a conspiracy theory. This is, this is all happening. It, they're, they're conducting all these experiments for a reason. Goodell has stated we'd love to have a team in love. Like, it's, they're telling you. Like, just it's, – it's happening. Now, maybe it gets there, maybe it doesn't, because we're talking about moving to another continent – and having a team playing there, but once they're playing eight games a year there, that's like, well, why don't we do that one team play eight games here? Well, and the other thing too, like if you read these quotes from Mark Lamping, the the president of the Jaguars on his conference call with reporters, I mean, it like 
haven't. They're like, listen, this lot J thing that they're building in downtown Jacksonville is like, once that opens, it's going to be great revenue. Like, you know, can we predict when it'll be open? No, not really. You know, First, he's they like, told me because he put $50 million, which you $50 million shot kind of – well, he put $50 million of upgrades into the stadium. So he'll never leave. I'm like, 50, dude, $50 million, $50 million is nothing. Yeah. You're getting mad at Tepper because he's given 60 to, to Matt Rule having never coached in the league before. You think he gives a damn? Like $50 million in a stadium is going to keep this guy here when we're talking about billions, billions, billions? Like, I mean, what? If you become- find, pull up, find, read, read what Shad Khan said about Jacksonville. Can you pull it up there? Like if you Google Shad Khan, you know, Jags website. Yeah, I've got it right here. I'm uh, on the Jags Jacksonville website. hotels. Okay. You want Shad Khan's quote about. This is when he was talking to like Osher or somebody like that. Like towards the end of the year, I don't know if it was when they were playing their final game of the year in London or maybe it was their final home game. It was just random. There wasn't a press conference scheduled or anything. It's just randomly, oh, wow. I thought, dude, I, I, when I first read it, I thought it was like a, um, like a you know what I mean? Like a, somebody created a fake Jaguars uh, website page. Um, what, uh, what, what specific part of the quote are you looking for? Where he talks about, like, nobody wants to stay here. I can't get any of my friends to stay here overnight after games. Because like, I don't want to paraphrase. No, like, no, that's fine. Let's let's just put on the record. Just- yeah, here it is. I got it for you right now. Um, I get, all right. Khan also. This is John Osher talking with Shad Khan in, on November second about Latte, London, etc. Khan also discussed the importance of adding what he calls quote a better hotel experience end quote in Jacksonville. He said a high end hotel remains a major objective on the St. Johns River once the elevated Heart Bridge ramps are demolished, which also is expected to occur in twenty twenty. I get that all the time from executives who come in and leave town, Khan said. We want to get a higher hotel than what we have. That's what we're targeting on the river once the overpass comes in. That's going to define the city and what a difference it would make to have the right people come in now and stay in the city. Right now, the decision makers, the influencers, want to come to Jacksonville and get the hell out of there. It's bad for the image. It is bad for business. Yikes. I hadn't heard that. I mean, like, he owns the only pro sports team in town. Yikes. Major pro. They want to get the hell out of it. Like, to me, and again, I've lived it. I can remember Bob Ursay on the tarmac in, in L.A., on the tarmac in Arizona, all over the place, shopping. His, that, to me, was a shot across the bow. Clean this up immediately, or I'm going to start flexing my muscles in London. And then not even four months later, they're playing two games over there now. Like, and how much is Jacksonville really going to be able to do? So, you know what I mean? Like, how is Jacksonville going to be able to transform themselves in a year or two to now it looks like a bustling, you know, city where international, the international hoi polloi want to hang around an extra day or two? I mean, like, the riverfront downtown is cool, but it's just there's not a lot you can do. The, Jacksonville is the largest geographic. There's nothing against Jacksonville. It's just like, hey, Jacksonville, like, understand where you are in this. Like, you, you know what I mean? The, the, these are – Unfortunately, the cities and their fans become pawns, and I don't want that. I don't like that, but it happens all the time. It just happened in Oakland. Like, it it happens all the time. And if if Jacksonville takes a step back and looks at them as an NFL market relative to a place like Oakland in the Bay Area that's had this happen to them three times, if you think it can't happen there, I can't help you. Yeah, St. Louis, too. 
I mean, like, you know, twice St. Louis. Yeah. yeah. And, and we're not talking about, I mean, like, actually, we are talking about something similar, too, when you talk about, like, Oakland was sort of a weird thing where, like, Al Davis fought with the NFL, and then Mark Davis got hosed with the, the L.A. move, so he bounced to, to Vegas and didn't know if he'd have a home or whatever. But, like, the St. Louis to L.A. thing, there's this promise of huge piles of cash at the end of the rainbow. Well, they're the same thing for London. If you became the only home team in London. In Europe. In, in the Europe, continent. Yeah. I mean, like. And if you, if you put a, if you had a good professional NFL team, a good NFL team in Europe, and you were like, and you were the home team for there, there, I mean, it's you've a got a team. monopoly. Like, think about wh- who's bidding on your local TV rights. You've got the BBC, you've got, yeah. uh, you've got Sky Sports. You know what I mean? You've got ITV. Then, if you're good, like Germany was huge, was like the country that supported NFL Europe more than anybody else, far and away. Like. You don't think hardcore NFL fans, if you've got a really good team in London, would, you know, at least two weekends a year, take the train there, spend a weekend, you know what I mean, buy at least a partial ticket, whatever? Come on, man. And, and you're going to compare that to Jackson. Like, how much – and Jackson – like, yeah, build me a new downtown. Like, what is Jacksonville going to do to compete with that? Yeah, and if you look at um, – like, not to – And you could I mean, insert any team. You know what I mean? Insert any city other than, like, New York, L.A., Chicago. I don't know. Maybe Houston. You know what I mean? Like, what would Baltimore do to compete with that? They couldn't. What could Carolina do to compete with that? Nothing. They couldn't. What could Buffalo do to compete with that? Nothing. They couldn't. You know, what could Minnesota do to compete with that? Nothing. They couldn't. Don't take it personal, but don't fool yourself. And, and look at what the NFL does. I mean, like, I, I know this because I – I mean, like, we, I mean, you know this too because we work in the, in the business, and I think it probably flies under the radar of a lot of people, but, like – if you go to skysports.com right now, they have Super Bowl highlights on their site. That's not everybody has Super Bowl highlights on their site. Sky Sports did a live broadcast. They were set up like, uh, like overlooking the field at the Super Bowl and they routinely had NFL media talent hopping on yes. there during yes. the Super Bowl. Like they are making, there is a very Look, concerted effort within the league can office. You only grow the game so much domestically. There sure. is a, you will bump up against the bubble and it'll push you back sometimes. And if you're lucky, you'll float back up to the top of that bubble you know, at, the, at the razor's edge and you'll rub up against it for half a season or a season. And then you're, whoop, whoop, we're, we're going down again now. They, they don't even know where the end of the bubble is in, in, you know, in England primarily, but also Germany. And they're really intrigued by Brazil and they're really intrigued by Mexico and then all of a sudden, Arthur Blank dropping this Toronto bomb out of the blue. And I don't ever see expansion happening. But I think that was a, you know, I mean, I think, again, that was another shot across the bow. Like, hey, you know, absolutely. We're, we're you know, Toronto, we'd, we'd love to be in Toronto. I mean, that's how it works, people. I'm sorry. It's not, I don't condone it. I don't enjoy it. But I know it when I smell it. And I smelled this one a long time ago. Not because I was making up sense, because enough people were telling me, hey, this is the long play there. Just let it watch. Watch. And if they go to 17 games in the CBA, which everything you hear is what, I mean, like. That's the only thing that's on the table now. Now, if, it, if, this, you know, if there's a new president of the NFLPA and they don't get this vote through, then, things, then it, that, again, that, it could change dramatically. But as we talk right now, the only thing that's on the table is 17 games. Right. But, like, if they get to 17 games, they're setting the table for a team in London full-time. 
It's like, I mean, don't Absolutely. Speak. I mean, like if they deem it to be reasonable, you know what I mean? Again, if all these boxes keep being checked, and I have no reason to think they're not because all their own studies say the, the more we play there, the more response we get, the more demand for tickets, the more coverage we get, the more free publicity we get, the more jerseys we sell, the more beers we sell. Yeah. Yeah. The NFL is popular overseas. All right. Hope Jaguars fans didn't listen to this. It's okay. Hey, don't look at your men. Dude, stay out of your mentions. But they should view this as what it's a public service now. Like, I, I get nothing out of this. Like, it's, 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 I'm, you know what I'm saying? I, insert any – this could happen anywhere. Like, it's 75% of the teams in this, in this league. Dude, people, for, like, people have such short memories. Remember Tom Bench and strong-arming New Orleans with San Antonio? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Houston is a massive, massive city. With ridiculous sprawl. Do you remember the Houston Oilers? I do. <laughs> yeah, no, look. Like, I remember watching Earl Campbell as a kid. Like, I'm pretty sure all that. I remember Bum Phillips. Like, you know? Yeah. Hey, look. I, mean, like, I, I remember, you know, guys fighting on the sidelines, assistant coaches fighting on the sidelines. Like, pretty sure that happened. Love you, Blue. Like, like come on, man. It's not, it, it's just, it's how it works. The Titans, the Titans wow. moved to the Titans moved to to Nashville, or did the Oilers move to Nashville where there is no oil? You know, like dude, no, but they didn't move to Nashville. They moved to like Lexington for a year, right? And then they moved oh, yeah. to like the other side of just because they knew eventually there's gold in them their hills in Nashville. We don't care if you're playing two different college stadiums all the way across the state. Right. We're eventually getting to the gold. The gold was in Nashville, and then eventually the gold was in Houston again. And you're talking about when you talk about London, you talk about Europe. We're not talking about like a, uh, you know, like a a, a a little hill with like a maybe a couple no, nuggets of gold. They would be viewed as a regional team. You know what I mean? The way the Denver Broncos are seen as a regional team because they draw from five different states. The Vikings are a regional team because they draw from four. Except this is they're drawing from like four different countries. No, we're talking about a a a hill made of gold is what they see over there. Yeah, it's going to be interesting times. It's offseason. New CBA coming. I'm sure we'll talk much more. Um, and look, the, again, the Jaguars, we're not saying they're moving right now, but two games in London is, is what it's it is. It's trending in a direction. That's right. Jason Lacafora, CBS Sports NFL Insider, honorary super friend. Thanks, buddy. You got it, buddy. Can Copper be an honorary super friend, too? Copper's absolutely an honorary He's super. much more concerned about it than I am at all. He's, a, he's, a, he's an honorary. I think that's why he's been so feisty this entire podcast is that. I should have addressed that sooner. (laughs) We'll go for a walk? (laughs) Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.